Welcome to the Sermon Podcast of Salem United Methodist Church Conway. You can find us on the web at salemumcconway.org. Our scripture reading today comes to us from Acts chapter 16, verses 9 through 15, as we continue in our series, The Acts of the Apostles. Acts 16, verse 9 through 15. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing there urging him and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. And when Paul had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go on into Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. So setting sail from Troas, we made a direct voyage to Samothrace, and the following day to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi, which is a leading city of the district of Macedonia and a Roman colony. We remained in this city some days, and on the Sabbath day we went outside the gate to the riverside where we supposed there was a place of prayer, and we sat down and spoke to the women who had come together. And one who heard us was a woman named Lydia from the city of Thyteria, a seller of purple goods, who was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to pay attention to what was said by Paul. And after she was baptized and her household as well, she urged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. And she prevailed upon us. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Father God, we come before you today and we give you thanks for all that you've given to us, and most especially, we give you thanks for your word. We give you thanks for the apostles who were so instrumental in setting up the church here on earth. We give you thanks for their example that we have to look to and how to live our lives, and for the example that your Son, Jesus Christ, set before us in his teachings. Father, as we come now and we Hear from your word. Help us to hear from you. Open our hearts and our minds to what you would have to say to us. That we may leave this place being changed by what we've heard and how we have experienced you. More equipped to live our lives as your followers. So Father, speak through me and in spite of me. In your name we pray. Amen. On March 10th, 1876, Alexander Graham Bell made the most important phone call in history, the very first, to his assistant, Mr. Watson, with the words, Hello, Mr. Watson, are you there? A very important and historic phone call. Now, we all receive phone calls every day, thanks to Mr. Bell and his invention, They may not be as important or as historic as this first ever call that was made. Some of them may not even be important at all. A lot, though, has changed over the years to the phone. From something that was roughly the size of a boot box, everybody picture that in their mind, to now something you can fit in your pocket. And while... A lot has changed. One part remained fairly unchanged until the 21st century. And that is the ringtone. The way in which we all got notification that somebody was trying to call us. The very first phone, the one used to call Mr. Watson by Alexander Graham Bell, 
Well, that ringtone sounded a little bit like this. Normal ring with some taps at the end. And then in the 60s, the first touch-tone phone arrived on the scene, and they sounded like this. They were followed by the first cordless phones in the 1980s. Everybody remember a cordless phone? I remember when my family got our first cordless phone, we thought it was the greatest thing ever as we were no longer bound by the length of the cord as to where we could talk. And as a child of the 80s and the 90s, this meant that I could talk to my girlfriend in my bedroom without my parents overhearing what I was saying. That may not have been a good thing after all. That was, though, until the battery uh, died, and then you had to quickly find the cord, connect, the phone connected to the cord on the wall, remember? So you didn't get disconnected. Or maybe the problem of when the phone, somebody was ringing you, and the phone would ring, and you were searching frantically for the cordless phone. Because once you went cordless, there was no going back, right? Even though the, the phone was on the wall in the kitchen, you could go there and get it, but we had to find our cordless phone which was oftentimes buried under a pillow or a pile of clothes or wherever that may be. One of, if not the first, mobile phones or cell phones was the Motorola Dynatech 800X. This came on the scene in the late 70s and early 80s. It's the phone that Zach Morris used in the show Saved by the Bell. Do you remember it? The big white brick-looking thing with the antenna that stuck off the end of it? The ringtone for it was slightly much like the the touch-tone phone, only just a little bit more electronic sounding. As far as ringtones go, they all pretty much stayed the same for cell phones and regular phones until 1996, with the most popular phones of the time, the Motorola StarTac, that was a little black flip phone, that was my first phone, I loved that phone. And the Nokia 1610 came on the scene, with your choice of nine or four ringtones to choose from, depending on the model that you had. For the first time with the Nokia, we had a ringtone that did not sound like a phone. Let's hear that one. Everybody remember that one? This signaled the end of the boring ringtones. And as other camp companies scrambled to come up with different ringtone options, in 1999, the Nokia 3210 came out with 36 tones that you could choose from for the first time. And for the first time, we had recognizable, historic, and popular songs that we could use as a ringtone. Let's hear this. Anybody have that as a ringtone? So as we moved throughout history of ringtones, we come to today where any and every sound or song you can imagine can be used as a ringtone. Several years back, though, uh, there was a trend, and it's not as popular today, although some people still do it, that you would assign a special ringtone to contacts in your phone. That way you would know that they were calling you, you know? I did this for a while. I, I had Carrie's phone number tied to the song Brown Eyed Girl. And so every time that song would play, I would know that that was her calling me, and I better stop whatever I was doing and answer that phone, Right? You know, some people still do this, but not all do, but Carrie does, and so I wanted to share with you uh, her ringtone for me. Your husband is attempting to reach you on your cellular device. Your husband is attempting to reach you on your cellular device. 
You see this practice of individually assigned ringtones, it's done so that we know who's calling immediately. We don't have to look at the phone and see who it is. Most of the time, those who get those ringtones assigned, well, they're the important people in our life, the people that matter, the people that if we didn't take their call, we sure would hear about it, right? Now, calls haven't always come from a phone, though. Long before Mr. Bell invented the telephone, the word call or the phrase to receive a call had a different meaning. That meaning was crouched in religious language of the call of God on someone's life. It still is today. We just don't think about that as the first thing when we hear the word call. Paul in our text for today is receiving a call from God. That call was to go to Macedonia and to proclaim the gospel which resulted in blessing to others. To fully understand this passage though, we need to place it in context and look back to verse 6. Because in verse 6, we find that Paul and his fellow travelers have been prevented from going to different places and sharing the gospel. Prevented necessarily not by government authority, but rather by the Spirit. If we look closely, we will also notice that before Paul receives the dream, they are on their way to Troas with intention of going to Bithynia. Macedonia wasn't in the plans. But because Paul heard the call of God through the Spirit speaking to him in a dream, the actions of the Spirit then not allowing them to visit Bithynia, Paul was able to go to Macedonia and be a blessing to Lydia and to her household. The point this text is making is that we must be clued in to how the Spirit of God is working in our lives. We must be willing for the Spirit to interrupt what we're doing and then be obedient to God. When we do this, God can bless others through us. To make it happen, though, we have to be listening for God's ringtone so that we will receive His call. Just as we may have that specific ringtone for those who are important in our lives, and when we hear it, we know we have to answer, so too we've got to listen for God's ringtone, which is the movement of the Holy Spirit within our lives. And when we see that, when we hear that in our lives, we have to Slow down and listen to God. Listen to what He's calling us to do. Because if Paul hadn't been tuned into the movement of the Holy Spirit on this missionary journey, he might not have been the conduit for blessing in Lydia's life. So we have to tune into the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. When you feel that urge to pray for someone, maybe that's the Holy Spirit. God calling you to do that for a particular reason. So stop and pray for them. When you've been thinking about someone and wondering how they're doing, maybe that's the Holy Spirit asking you to check in on them, to call them, to pray for them and with them. When situations and people are placed on our hearts, that's the work of the Spirit in our lives. It's the call of God being placed upon us. So we have to be attentive to God's ringtone in our lives. Allow the Spirit to come and interrupt our lives. And then we have to be obedient to what God is calling us to do. So that we, like Paul, can help to bring the faith to others. Even those who think that they may already 
be followers of God like Lydia. See, she was a follower of God, but something was missing in her relationship with God. And in Paul's obedience to the call of God placed on his life, God opened Lydia's heart to Paul's message. And she and her entire household were baptized. As a result of this, provisions were made for Paul and his fellow evangelists. The seeds of obedience on the part of Paul sprang forth into obedience in the life of Lydia. And in return, it provided for the work of God. God provided when His servants responded positively to His call without the promise of provisions. It was a matter of faith. It's a matter for us of faith today as well. God will lead us and direct us in ways that will require faith, but through obedience, He will provide for the journey and the needs that we incur. Who knows how many men or women the Lord has ahead of us in our journey. They're waiting on our act of obedience. Perhaps we were at one time the person waiting for someone to come and to share with us. Listening hearts, obedient actions, program of evangelism. See, we have to hear the Spirit moving in our lives. Hear God's ringtone trying to get our attention. So we can answer the call as Isaiah did. Say, here am I, Lord. Send me. So keep your ears and hearts open as you listen for the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. The ringtone of God. And then be obedient to the call that God has placed on you. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you for listening. We hope you will join us in worship on Sundays at 10 a.m. We're located at 1018 Salem Road in Conway, Arkansas.